Hi, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Our Right Stories, a podcast created and developed by the Just Right Scotland team with your host, Natalia. Today is part two of our Scottish Just Law Center episode, so we welcome back our Scottish Just Law Center team. Barbara Bolton, our legal director and partner, Ronan Duff, our solicitor, and Macy Wilson, our legal caseworker. This team explains to us the important role that the center plays in Scotland, their collaboration across the sector, and their hopes and dreams for the future of the center and the work that they do. Let's jump back in. Barbara, can you explain why the center is so important to Scotland? Yeah, and basically there's such a lack of legal advice and representation in Scotland for human rights and equalities claims. Um, Even if somebody qualifies for legal aid, there are fewer and fewer solicitors who do legal aid work because it takes a huge amount of time to go through all of the processes that it takes to get approval from the Scottish Legal Aid Board. And that's something you have to do every step of the way. So there's a lot of form filling um, and gathering of information and supply to slab and so on. And as I mentioned earlier, the amount of money you get for the piece of work is really really small in comparison to the actual time that you're having to devote to to the work that you're doing. Um, And so there are fewer and fewer solicitors who even do legal aid work. So, and then, so the availability of legal aid solicitors is, it varies across the country depending on area. Um, And there are very few organisations like ours who cover the whole of Scotland and who are focused on human rights and equality cases in the strategic public interest sense that I mentioned earlier. Um, And importantly, I think, are working not only on on case law, but on policy at the same time. And that is very, very rare. And the the casework we do, it, it supports our policy work because we're able to then draw on that experience and and bring those cases into our policy work for as evidence for why there needs to be change um and we learn so much from our case work in terms of the the problems with the law that we have at the moment um so those are some of the reasons why it's so important you mentioned the term slab a lot can you kind of explain what that is yes sorry that is the scottish legal aid board Um, And what I should say is that there are definitely some positives about Scottish legal aid as compared to legal aid availability in, say, England. Um, There are pros and cons of of the different ways in which a country can fund uh, free or um, really accessible legal advice for people who have experienced breaches of human rights. Um, There are definitely improvements that, that can and should be made to our system. Um, just so our listeners can kind of get an idea, what are some projects that you're currently working on? Yeah, so um, we have a number of complex cases that we're looking at, which uh, I won't go into the detail on just now, just because, you know, th- those involve um, clients in particular situations. But alongside that, we, as I mentioned earlier, we're really focused on um, addressing access to justice issues, because that is so relevant to to everyone we come into contact with and we're campaigning for specific changes so there's a number of barriers to addressing justice um in scotland um such as time bars such as the lack of legal representation i mentioned such as much needed reforms to legal aid 
We're working collaboratively with other organisations who are campaigning on those issues because because there's um, just a really active and excellent civil society in Scotland, but also because you can always achieve more working with others. And I think that's um, an approach that I would say we take across the whole of JRS. One of the things we've done recently is we've created a number of fact sheets that cover everything from the initial steps that somebody could take before they even contemplate a court claim. Equalities Act claims, Human Rights Act claims, what is a judicial review, direct and indirect discrimination. And we've got a number of more uh, fact sheets kind of coming through that we have planned. And that goes to that whole question of there being a lack of information for people about what their rights are and what they might do about them. But it also ties to that second tier referral relationship I mentioned, where we'll be able to give them those fact sheets and hopefully they'll be helpful to them in doing that sort of frontline work. Um, and and we can speak to them about what else might be useful. Awesome. And where can people find out or find the fact sheets? So they'll be on our website. Um, along with I think an animation maybe a video and um, that's a page that will evolve so as I say this is a this is a kind of long-term piece of work um, that that will be ongoing and we'll add things to that to that page from time to time and it also ties into the the other big piece of work we're doing over the summer which is responding to the consultation I mentioned about the Human Rights Bill. Um, there's various aspects of that where we'll, we'll have quite a lot to say based on our work uh, across GRS, not only in the Scottish Just Law Centre, but there's sections on access to justice where we'll, we'll definitely have, this, this law centre will definitely have quite a lot to say on that as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Barbara, for all that um, no, no problem. information. Um, Ronan, as being a solicitor, can you describe your role and what it is you do? So, again, my role is sort of in development. I've been here for four weeks, so I suppose I'm evolving with the team. Um, But similar to what kind of Barbara and Maisie have outlined, it's a combination of casework and policy work. Um, The examples of casework that I've had so far, um, that's quite a kind of broad remit, as Maisie's outlined very well before. But what I've been involved with primarily is more on the kind of research element of that. Um, again, I've been assisting with the progress of these cases to a number of court dates and the kind of preparations that are in for that. Um, but also, I've been conducting in-depth research into a number of novel legal points um, that's been, again, fascinating um, to engage with. I suppose, then, the as, as regards the policy element of it, um, in fact, I had the opportunity to attend a civil society working group um, meeting um, regarding the Scottish Government's new consultation document um, on its proposed Human Rights Bill. I found that to be an extremely, um, I mean, fascinating experience just as a, a, a kind of attending observer. I think to see so many um, members of the fantastic kind of civil society organisations uh, that were there working in tandem um, towards a single point and bringing their unique perspectives and expertise I thought was really enthusing. That's really interesting. Backtracking a bit, you mentioned a novel legal point. Could you explain what this is? Yes, so uh, I suppose that was a kind of a point in the law in which the circumstances of the case, um, when we were attempting to apply the law to them, 
um, and to ascertain the, the nature of the claim that we might be bringing uh, with regards to the circumstances of a certain referral that had been brought to us. Um, when assessing the law, it wasn't on the face of it particularly clear how the law should relate to those circumstances. And so it needed um, a level of in-depth research. Um, so the sources for that was, um, again, like a primary source being statute and legislation. Um, but then on... And, but, but then following that up with um, case research from not only kind of UK and Scottish case law, um, but from the European Court of Human Rights to understand if there's any precedent that might assist us in um, guiding how we might progress a claim in this, and assist us in how we might um, bring a claim um, regarding the circumstances that have been brought to us in that certain referral. Ronan, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I suppose one final point would be just to encourage any students that uh, might have a particular enthusiasm for um, the field of social justice and human rights um, to apply for an internship with Just Right. I found it to be a particularly educational and um, significant experience in my my academic and career development um, and I would really encourage anyone with, with that particular interest and passion to apply for it. That's amazing. I love to hear that. Macy, uh, how would you define using one word what the centre does in Scotland? And why did you choose this word? Um, I've thought about this and without trying to sound too cliched, I've tried to come up with a word. Um, and I'd go for the word fairer. I think it's trying to make Scotland a fairer place for all. Um, and as Barbara was explaining with our casework and a policy and kind of looking at strategic um, litigation and public interest law, uh, it it, the overall aim, I would say, is, is to make a fairer Scotland. Amazing. Well, thank you all so much for coming. Before we close up, I want to ask, could each of you describe either a hope or a dream for the future of the Scottish Just Law Centre? Macy? Yeah, um, I think to continue the work we're doing and become more cemented within this kind of Scottish system of, of human rights, um, I think we can bring a holistic change into creating a fairer Scotland using my buzzword from earlier, fairer. Um, I think it's so important to link in with kind of grassroots organisations, which both Barbara and Ronan have mentioned, and create a kind of top-down, bottom-up approach to, to making Scotland a fairer place through human rights and equalities law. Um, and I think our example of the access to education case is a prime example of that because it, it was our client that came to us with the issue they were having. Um, but if it wasn't for the work of uh, Mary Hill Integration Network, along with the uh, campaign hashtag Our Grades Not Visas, as well as Just Citizens um, and the work they do at a grassroots level to kind of bring awareness and knowledge to to the situations and the human rights breaches people are facing and then um for people such as the scottish just law center us in the scottish just law center and taking that to court um and through that having a the kind of comms and public facing um events outreach sessions fact sheets that have come from that um public consultations uh and it's just kind of that holistic all-encompassing approach that's needed to to make human rights um, more prominent in Scotland so people know when their their rights aren't being respected um, and what to do and then through the grassroots organizations um, and our connections with them which are so important and then the work that we do to kind of bring bring it to the courts and bring it to um, public awareness uh, to then create a fairer Scotland and that's what I want us to continue to do. Amazing. Ronan? I suppose I would echo everything that Maisie had said. Um, if there was one particular general hope or aim, 
um, it would be continuing to harness the potential of public interest litigation to continue to benefit wider and wider groups of individuals. The potential of public interest litigation is that you can take the boundaries of where rights exist just now and expand them to include those who currently fall outside of them. Um, and I think that's definitely what I would, um, or what I'm hopeful for going forward. Amazing. And Barbara? Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything Maisie and Ronan have said. Um, and I think what Ronan just said probably ties quite well to Just Right's strapline. Um, we defend and extend people's rights. And I think if Scottish Just Law Centre... Uh, with this newish team now uh, pushing it forward, I would really hope that we can continue to build on what's been done already and play a key role in that, um, particularly through really developing solid relationships with the key organisations in the various areas um, to to find those key cases where we can we can lead that strategic public interest litigation and achieve significant change for for groups of people and while at the same time playing a role in ensuring that we get better human rights protection through this new bill i probably would be lying if i didn't say that i would love to see us grow longer term (laughs) um but for now, I would like to see us have the biggest impact we can with what we've got. But longer term, the the demand by far outstrips uh, what we're able to cover. And so the, the need is there for, for more of what we're offering. Um, so that's definitely always at the, at the back of my mind anyway. Amazing. Thank you to our SGLC team for explaining to us the work that they do, the important role that they play in Scotland, and their hopes and dreams for the future of the center. And thanks again for listening to Our Right Stories. This is the last episode of our first season. It has been an incredible and truly amazing experience for all of us at Just Right Scotland. We would like to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to our talented and collaborative staff members, our team behind the scenes, our partners, and our funders. Everyone who has joined us for our very first season, a special thank you to you. We couldn't have done it without you. Also, a special thanks to our listeners and supporters for listening to our stories, downloading our episodes, following us on social media. Don't forget that you can always listen back to our episodes on our Podbean website, podcast streaming services, and social media pages. While this is our last episode for now, We will be back in September with our launch of season two. Great surprises along the way. So make sure to continue to follow us on social media for updates and news. Like always, listeners, don't forget to like, comment and share this podcast. This podcast is available on most podcasting platforms. So make sure to hit that subscribe now button to get alerts of our September launch of season two. And we'll see you soon.